Welcome to the Confidence Council Podcast. This show is designed for high-achieving women who, despite having a great life, just know that they're destined for more. Whether you aren't sure what that next level is, or you have an idea, but the vision feels out of reach, then this podcast is for you. My name is Monica Burkoff. I'm a trial lawyer, a mom, and a wife, and I'm here because I know from my own experience that feeling stuck or unfulfilled does not have to be your reality. With a positive mindset and the right counsel, you too can create the life of your dreams. My hope and intention for this podcast is that you walk away feeling confident, motivated, and inspired to embrace your authentic self and to take bold action toward your dream life. Are you ready to get started? All rise. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Confidence Council podcast. This is your host, Monica. And if you're listening and tuning in today, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a fan of the show and for listening. It means so much to me. If you've been following along for a while, this was a total download kind of intuition passion project that I got in the shower in around December of last year. And I acted on it. And here we are at the end of 2023. This is going to be episode 32. And it's just amazing what you can do when you start and you believe in yourself. It, The fact that I'm doing a solo episode, and I think this is like my third or fourth in a row, it was so intimidating to me at the beginning. Like, who am I? What do I have to share? What do I have to say? And when you really just kind of lean into it, you do have so much to offer. You do have so much to say. And so today, I'll be honest, I was struggling a little bit to figure out what to talk about. I've done three solos in a row. I've got some great guests lined up to finish and round off the year. But I had one last solo this week, and I was asking my girlfriends literally 20 minutes ago, what topic should I talk about? What do you guys think? What do you want to hear? And kind of the unanimous result or, you know, comments were all holidays and maintaining the peace, dealing with difficult family, stuff like that. So I'm going to talk about what I am perceiving based on my discussions with friends is the top three challenges that people face during the holidays. So the number one thing I think that people struggle with during the holiday season is just the social comparisonitis the feeling, the pressure to have your holiday experience measure up to those on social media. So that means the gorgeous Christmas cards and the photos on Santa's lap and the matching pajamas and the elf on the shelf and just all the things you see all of the traditions that other families are doing. And while you may have traditions of your own, you're thinking you're, it's likely if you're struggling with this during the holidays is that you're looking at other people's traditions with, oh, we don't do that as like, well, it's a lack for me. And that comparisonitis can, can kind of creep up in a way. And it is something that I think is worth talking about today. So let's talk about that first example. So This is a personal example for, I don't know, 12 years. I take that back. Maybe not 12 years because we weren't doing this before kids. But I would say within the last few years since we've had kids, my husband has refused to do family pajamas. He just would not. 
And I would see all the other families doing the family pajamas on Christmas morning. And I was so envious. And the comparisonitis snuck snuck up on me. Like, oh, well, we don't have tradition. Like, we are not as wholesome as other families. We don't do the family pajamas. And it's like, if you really stop and think about it, the fact that we don't do family pajamas, (laughs) which I will say we are doing this year because I just bought them. But um, and I'm forcing him to wear them. So with the family pajamas, like that is no reflection on my family or me or my traditions around the holidays. It's just a tradition that I don't have, but I have others. And so just just acknowledging that, you know, you don't have to have all of the traditions that all the other families have because you may have some that they don't have. So another example of this is the whole elf on the shelf. So if you're a mom of smaller kids, you've probably heard of this or you have one of these at home. And it basically the premise is this elf comes, it's like a stuffed animal, like kind of like a stuffed doll. And this elf comes after Thanksgiving and he comes to your home and he supposedly watches your children. And then at the end of every night, he flies back to the North Pole to report to Santa whether or not your kids have been naughty or nice. And the reason the kids know that he left and came back is because he gets moved overnight. So while the kids are sleeping, mom and dad will move, mom or dad, whoever, will move the elf from one room to another or from one position to another. And when you, there, I mean, there are Facebook groups dedicated to this of parents going above and beyond to to have their elves do wild and hilarious things to just super uber creative things with the elf. And if I'm being honest, this is my second year with the elf. My kids are still super young. They don't really understand, but the elf just moves from the kitchen to the living room, from the living room to the bathroom, just just the different rooms. And some of the moms are super creative, like I said, or the dads. And if you're not careful, you can let those creative parents who are really leaning into that specific tradition make you feel like you're the lazy mom or the lazy parent when in fact you're not. And this goes for traditions beyond the elf. Like if you, when when I personally feel like, oh, I'm, I'm a lazy or a bad mom about not putting in more effort with that dang elf, I just ask myself, like, why do I do this elf thing in the first place? Is it for social media? No, because I'm not posting it on social media. I'm I'm doing it because it makes my kids happy. They run around the house looking for what room the elf is in next. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. And is, is it bringing them joy when he moves from room to room? Yes. No need to dwell or shame spiral or compare. I think it's important to set realistic expectations for myself and for yourself during this whole holiday experience. If it's not realistic for you to fill the bathtub with lucky charms and have the elf fishing in the bathtub, because I I mean, I've seen that, then that's okay. Lower the expectations and do something that feels right for you. And that brings your family joy. It doesn't have to be anything more than that. So with this first main challenge of comparisonitis, my number one piece of advice is to remember that social media is literally just a curated version of reality. It is the highlight reel. 
for all you know, the mom in the Facebook group who's going above and beyond with the elf, maybe she just got laid off of her job. And the ex- uh, the Christmas presents are cut back this year. And she's got a lot of extra time to get super creative with the elf because that's the way she's going to really celebrate and bring joy to her family this year. And so you don't know what the other people's situations are. And it's just not fair to you to compare and guess and assume that it's perfect. And then to kind of poo-poo on yourself that you're not enough or that you're not stacking up to what a good mom should be doing. And if it helps, if you still kind of can't get through that comparisonitis, it might be beneficial to just limit the social media use during the holiday time and focus instead on just meaningful in-person connections and reality. So another challenge that a lot of people deal with around the holidays is just navigating the family dynamic. So around the holidays, you've got your great aunt Nancy coming in and you've got cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents and people that you usually probably don't see on a day-to-day basis. And they're all sitting around a table and it feels like your life is under a microscope. I think I'm assuming that this is likely not the first holiday season that you'll be interacting with these relatives. And so you know what you're going into. So it's important to set those boundaries like now, today. And I don't mean with them, like you don't have to call them and give them a talking to like, look, you're not going to comment on my parenting this year. No, it's personal, right? It's all in your mind. It's all in here. So maybe what that looks like for you is you do a little visualization before you get out of the car, before you pull up and you imagine that you've got this bubble or this just force field around you that repels negativity. You just let it roll off of you. So when you're at that Christmas dinner and your great aunt Susan comments, you know, or says that your three-year-old cries too much or he's too clingy, or you're asked by the fifth person when you're going to have kids, or you are asked when you're going to get a boyfriend or find a husband and you've been asked that 10 years in a row, it won't bother you as much when you create that boundary, that force field, and you are so sure of who you are and what your core values are going into that dinner. I know at the end of the day who I am, what's important to me, what I stand for. And so any family member's opinions are not going to affect me in a way that it goes beyond that dinner table. I think what helps is that more often than not, these family members or these relatives, they're coming from a good place. It's a it's a well intention that is the root of the comment. And it's your own ego and defense mechanism that is turning it into a thing, right? So if they're saying, why don't you have a boyfriend yet? You know, or like, oh, no, I noticed you're single again this year. And then you're you're thinking like, oh, they're asking me about this boyfriend again or whatever. That's your own kind of thing to work through. It's just a question. They want to know if you've partnered up yet. I mean, it's as simple as that. And And I think it's kind of your own drama that you have to work through. If it's something that is lingering and you're holding on to after that meal is over and that comment is made. I truly believe that So long as you understand what matters to you, 
whose opinions you value, what your core values and beliefs are. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about when I say core values and beliefs, go back and listen to last week's episode about confidence. It's the first step, which is clarity, understanding who you are, what you stand for. I think once you have a pretty solid foundation there and you have that confidence going into this dinner or this holiday season with those family members, it's not going to rattle you like it did in the past. And those opinions are just going to roll off. I would say the final big challenge that many people face during the holidays that's amplified by the holidays is just at the emotional well-being, like the, the emotional aspect, whether it's heightened anxiety, feelings of loneliness, or even depression. Um, these feelings can be amplified by the holiday season. And especially when the holiday season is so big on family. Um, if you're mourning a, a recently past loved one or um, just loneliness in general, or you're away from your family for the holidays, it's important to kind of maintain your own emotional well-being so that you can get through the holidays and start the new year feeling good. And so I would say the main things that I would suggest with respect to maintaining the peace and your emotional well-being during the holiday season is to prioritize your self-care. And so that means doing things, carving out the time. It's such a busy season, but that shouldn't stop you from carving out the time for things that bring you joy and relaxation. So if you are binge reading The Nightingale, like I just did, then even though it's the holiday season, before you go to bed, make sure you're finishing that book or you're listening to that podcast or you're doing those things that make you happy. Um, you're taking the bath. You're practicing mindfulness. You want to be prioritizing your self-care and your emotional well-being during this time more than anything. Because if you have those things in place, you're stronger going into the confrontation with family and you're stronger against the comparisonitis on social media. Another thing is during the holidays, stick to those good habits and routines. Like go to bed on time like you usually do. Eat balanced meals. Keep exercising. If those are things that you found have made a positive impact on your mental well-being, there's no reason to stop them during the holidays. Absolutely keep them up. And yeah, of course, I'm not saying like don't eat all the pie and sweets on Christmas. My God, I'm pregnant, of course. I'm, I'm living for the sweets and all that right now. But I'm just saying, just keep up with the other good habits. Don't stay up till midnight and do things that you don't normally do just because it's the holidays. Just maintain your normal healthy habits if you have them. And finally, set boundaries. If there are 50 holiday parties on your calendar and you know that saying yes to all of them means you won't be able to finish the nightingale or finish your favorite show or have that you know, quality time with your partner or whatever it is, say no. You don't have to be at every party every single year. It's okay to say no. Create those boundaries. Choose yourself first. And then finally, you know, I love to finish with gratitude. So during the holiday season, if you ever feel like you are without and you find yourself comparison, compare, in comparison mode or struggling with difficult family dynamics, just think about all of the positive aspects of your life. I'm healthy. I have a roof over my head. There's food in my stomach. 
I have eyes that can see, I have ears that can hear, et cetera, et cetera. You are so blessed. You have so much to be thankful for. So just remember that during the holiday season. All right. That's all I have for you guys this week. I hope that you have a beautiful, happy, well-rounded, peaceful holiday season and that you remember what it's all about. And it's about love and gratitude and family and right now. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Confidence Council podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure you click the follow button so that you're notified every time a new episode drops. If you want more content between episodes, check out the show's Instagram account and website, which will be linked in the show notes for you below. If you're walking away from today's episode feeling more confident or empowered in some way, please share it with a friend or share it on social media so that others can benefit from it too. Thank you again, and I'll see you back here next week. Bye for now.